first um if you are not seeing us lawrence ulet is here Woo, insert clap like sounds Yay. or something i don't even know um so currently larry is has his own firm where he is a litigator that sounds so weird to me anyway prior though larry started out his journey before even law school as an accountant um and worked for large companies such as pwc right larry pwc pwc that's what i remember um and then well you know obviously at some point went to law school because he's crazy. Um, and then once he was finished that, did law for a while. Um, well, did, what did you do? Like, you didn't actually do law under no. like a, a a company. You were, you did uh, accounting and tax stuff as a lawyer, right? Yeah, I never, I never worked for anyone as a lawyer. Okay, got it. And then went into law, went into his own practice um doing family law I don't know what else you did all I know is about family law started off as family law in your own practice and then transitioned to probate and let me see what else I don't know what else you do right now outside of probate um so you can fill in the blanks for us and give us some fill in the holes because these are this if I anybody on the street asked me, that's what I would tell them about you. So you can fill in the blanks about the things that you do now, maybe how you got into it. Um, so we can know what's going on. Oh, but oh, the other job that Larry has is being my cousin and being at my beck and call whenever I have legal questions. Which is way more often than I would ever admit to. All right, continue, continue, Larry. He's, um... It's season four of RPP, the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast. RPP is hosted by Carrie, Sophie, Misha, and Shar. Four smart and sassy Jamaicans living in the U.S. with over two decades of friendship. We hope with each episode to educate, inspire, release, and entertain as we share our lives and interests. Join us now for another dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I Pasa Pasa! Yes, I am Misha's cousin. Um, but my, my job, my, I should tell you. So I started, finished undergrad at Wiley College. I worked for uh, a couple of companies, um, uh, oil company and PricewaterhouseCoopers. Then I went to law school. And during law school and after law school, I continued working in corporate income tax. And, you know, I hit the glass ceiling and came out practicing on my own. And when I came out practicing law, I was like a general practitioner and just kind of loved probate administration, which estate planning 
which were, I guess, is the topic today. Um, it's kind of a part of like the planning before probate administration. So, which I end up doing a lot more in court after someone dies. The state plan is before you die, but after you die, mm -hmm. we're in court. And that's pretty much it. That's the gist. Awesome. I mean, this, he sounds like the person we need to be talking to because he's seen the other side of this. Like, if you don't do the thing we talk about today, <laughs> yes. Larry knows what it looks like on the other side. Yes, and, and I like it when people don't plan. I used to be concerned, but it's more money. Oh! I'm done. <laughs> more money for you, not for them. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. So go on, no plan. It's more, it's more work, so it's more pay. So well, At tell Larry us money. Maybe you can tell us then what, what's the what's the difference between the probate piece? Because obviously, before you, I don't know that I knew what probate was. Um, and then what we, as the young people that we are, um, what we should be doing before we reach the probate piece piece because I don't know that people are aware of that. So well, give us some insight. Said, it's not it's not unusual what you what you just said, uh, that people don't know what probate administration is. In fact, people someone may even have a will and um believe that that's all you need to do with it when someone passes. They don't know you have to take it to court and get it admitted to probate. It's basically going through the process of letting the world know that this document exists and this is how this person wants their property to be distributed. Um, so in fact, I even try to advertise for it in the past and it doesn't work. Most, how I get my, how people come to me is other attorneys. So they'll be like, oh, so-and-so passed or we're trying to sell this piece of property and they told us to find a probate attorney. I don't even know who or what that is. And they'll call the attorney they know and they're like, well, I don't do that. Um, then they'll call me. Yeah. Got it. Larry, can you maybe start by sharing what you define as estate planning? Because like, it sounds like probate fits under this like umbrella. Yes. So estate planning, it encompasses mainly the um, planning how you want to move assets. I call it um, the transfer of wealth, but it's more than just that because it's not just about the assets. It's more, let's say you get to a point when you get older and you have you may need to um you can't do anything for yourself physically so you may have the, the health aspect like you know so you may need to get someone put medical power attorneys in place where someone that can make decisions when you can't make decisions mm -hmm. um and you have that it may be in the case when you guys are young you may have children you may want to something happens to you what do you want who do you want to take care of your children so you have this planning i'll tell you what in general, I think people um, have to plan for, um, even now, um, as you get older, say like maybe our parents, um, as they're getting to a retirement, they may have an issue of, they just have too much money to qualify. Uh, like Misha's grandmother, which is my aunt, or grand aunt, if you will, um, she's almost 100. So someone like that, um, here may need to be, they live so long, they may get to a home, can't afford it, it costs a lot of money for them to, to be taken care of. So, I mean, I mean, I've heard places like four or $5,000 a month. Yeah. And so Medicaid, not Medicare, but Medicaid will have to step in to help um, 
them qualify because you you can't technically you won't qualify if you have assets over two thousand dollars. So they two thousand dollars. They expect you to pay five thousand dollars, but if you ha- if you own anything over two thousand, you have three thousand. <laughs> you the plan. You could. They'll let you do it. I, I I won't get off into that piece. I normally transfer it to a, a friend of mine that does more of the planning, like deeper than I go. So they'll and you and there's a there's a look back period of like five years. So if you're just trying to make it real quickly, it's you have to. Yeah, you have attorneys that just that's all they do. They don't do the the court part, uh, litigation part. But you know, but the planning it's very important because you know. You may have that situation where um, where I see it come in my practice is where someone might have a house and they will Medicaid will help. Um, so I don't know how they get around that with the two thousand dollar limitation, but Ooh. I may have to do a waiver on the back end so that the family, because that house is going to be Medicaid in Texas or all the other states, they want to be reimbursed. They'll take that when you sell the property, they'll take the cash and like okay, we'll take wow. all of that and pay. Yeah. Well, you mentioned old people. I mean, a lot. What What about, and I mean, y- you and I have worked together, especially on, on things like this and trying to prepare, which we still need to sort out some details. But um, we've seen a lot of, and this t- topic came about because we've seen a lot of people, a lot of famous people in the news. They get money, but they still aren't preparing um, and so then I'm like, hey, probate issues, because now they're they're not prepared for their death because they assume that regardless of the fact that they're rich or maybe especially for the fact that they're rich, but they're young. Um, so nothing not really going to happen to them. And so I have time to prepare um, coming from a probate, somebody who is experiencing it from the back end, like now that we have to figure things out on the back end, do you have any suggestions for people to prepare to not get to the point where we're paying you way more money to figure it out? Yeah, um, so, and sometimes people don't think they have anything. So you, 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 let me back up. You should prepare by at least having a will to say how you want your stuff to go. Um, and you know, like my dad would say, he doesn't care about what happens to him after he's gone. That's a selfish approach. And uh, <laughs> but they do care when you tell them, like, oh, well, so and so can end up having that, or so it can go this way, or the cause. This stuff you can do to prepare. You should try to get all those other documents just in case you can't do it. But at least uh, depends on what you have. For example, I don't know how you guys, if you guys own your home or. Some people just may have 401ks. Now that's property and that's considered a non-probate asset if you name a beneficiary, right? So if you don't, it's coming into the estate and then we have to figure out how to share it. Okay, well, what about people who say they have nothing? I don't have no children, I'm not married, I don't own no house, I'm just building. Um, Why would I be concerned about this? Like who, as you said, who cares you know about if if I did at this point, I don't I don't really own any stake in in anything right now. I don't have any, you know. Yeah. I respect that position. It's just that um, the, from their perspective, I own nothing, so I'm not gonna go spend money to get these documents in place. Um, you guys are like this. I, I um, the way I would look at it, I remember 
girl, this, this, she's a nurse here and I don't know a person. She wanted me to do her will. And she said, look, I don't know if I want to do the will because I told my kids, nobody's going to get rich when I'm dead off me. I pay for your school. I pay, <laughs> look for nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm enjoying my money. And I, that's a fair approach. Um, I can't knock that. I mean, she said, nobody has student loans. She made sure everyone's set. Mm. And I mean, it depends. It depends. But like, I think if we if we were to search in Jamaica and go looking back to family land, I bet you we all find land. Like we, you mm. own, you're, you're, maybe not us, it's, you know, unless you lost your parents, you know, if you're, but somebody owns it. Larry, can I ask a question? You mentioned documents. Is yes, there a that was my package of documents that people should be thinking when you say estate planning? It's a will and what else? Like, what's the document? Okay. So, uh, um, there are various types. Um, the will is what the most common piece. That's that transferred property, like I said, when someone passes. But you may have a just talk about your health, the medical power of attorney. Let you could be just ill, can't speak, in a coma. Mm -hmm or maybe not that extreme, but you just can't make decisions on your own. So that's where the medical power of attorney comes into place, you know, and that's where you give somebody you trust and um, you can depend on that can make these kinds of decisions for you. Um, you may have heard about the, the directive to physician. That's where you basically ask like, okay, if I am ill and I'm dying, I'm have a terminal condition, do you want to stay on life support or do you want to just be comfortable? You know, that's called a living will. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that's all the name. So that's something you want to put uh, in place. Um, trying to remember the name of the case, but it was a big, it was a big case. And I remember it was going on while I was in law school where um, a husband and wife, I think they were about to divorce or whatever, but wife ended up being on the life support for many, many, many years. Ooh. And, um, yeah, you heard the parents. Yeah, yeah, the parents a, versus the husband. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the case, but that's a big deal. But going back to documents, and I mentioned, um, you know, and these documents. I don't know if the names are changing by the state, but you may, if you have kids, you may want to name who you want to to take care of your kids. And I, that I've I've seen that in court where we've relied on that before. I just last year. Um, I want to address the um, trust because I hear a lot of people talking about doing trust. I don't recommend trust for everybody in every situation. It mm. really depends on uh, if you're rich going to that and you want to do tax planning, like you put stuff in. Um, I don't give tax advice, by the way, but you know, As you want to. <laughs> no, I mean, it's one, I have not been keeping up with that kind of stuff in years. And gotcha. two, I don't want anybody trying to sue me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I like your disclaimer. Continue. Continue. Yeah, but <laughs> well, it depends. If you have, depends on the amount of assets you have. And if you want to try to plan, like, you know, for well, this is important. So you have, you've heard of gift taxes and you've heard yeah. of the death tax. And this usually affects rich people. Mm -hmm. um, you have a certain amount of assets. And when the person passes, uh, well, gift taxes, you can only give about a certain amount. I believe it's like, I don't want to quote the number that you can give. I, I'm not, um, I have to refresh my memory. I don't have these kind of 
clients. So they don't come up with 11, I think it's like 11 million. You can give like 11 million. And after that, you're taxed by the yeah. government. Same thing with death taxes. You know, you have a certain amount of assets when you pass, then the government like, look, it's, it's time to pay up. Uh, like Monopoly, you play a Monopoly game. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, pay the taxes. So you may want to create trust and all sorts of planning in advance. The rich have all, all sorts of trust to get around all of this, um, you know, but it's planning. Um, the average person don't have that problem. or won't have that problem. So you don't need to create a trust. Another thing is when you take put something in the trust, you're taking it out of your name and then now the trust owns it, right? So it depends on what you're trying to do. You may have to spend tons of money to unwind the trust to take back the title to the property. So mm-hmm. if you're not, if it's not something, oh, I just want to put it in a trust, I'm like, you could probably put it in a company uh, to protect it. There's, uh, you know, other vehicles for asset protection if you're just trying to do mm-hmm. it to protect creditors. Uh, maybe just put it in a company, but it all depends on what you're trying to do. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just create a trust for the sake of creating a trust. And um, another thing about a trust, you're going to need a trustee. So you need all of this. You really need somebody you can depend on and can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, unintended yes I want to get a, you asked a question earlier I think I can't remember you asked why something to do why you know like why should you do why should you have estate planning um, or why should you plan a common thing I find is um, uh, where you have someone and, I, and, it, and it, it's not even a, a black or a white person or it's it just people just make decisions that you may have a child that you really, really trust. And the other ones you don't really, really trust. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this person will make sure everything I need done. That person will do it. That's a lawsuit in the future. They're going to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, know, what? Uh, yes, you mean, so have, in the absence of a will? Or, yes, or even in a will, uh, they'll name it to one kid and the others are like, even person, in the will yes i've seen it i've had it um husband and wife very close-knit family um they have one daughter two sons the daughter is very successful and um the sons i, I think they're okay but they're just not as successful she's a pharmacist and they mom and dad created a will and they left everything to the daughter they're like she'll do the right thing and share with her brothers well the husband died so wife is still alive one of the, one of the sons he's pissed off because when i prorated the estate you had i had to send a copy of the will because the court said it, oh, it's not the original and when it's not the original document it's a presumption that the, it's revoked mm-hmm. so the will was revoked so we have to send it out to everybody so we're probating a copy and you know give you opportunity to dispute if you want to so he read it and he saw that everything went to his sister Mm-hmm. So he's pissed at his mom. Um, I've I've even seen it where someone is about to die and they left the house. They're like you know, one of the kids she convinced them just leave it in my name. I'll do it and share it. Mm-hmm. And then she started evicting um, their um, her nieces and nephews out of the house. And it's my house, mm-hmm. you know. But fortunately, it wasn't. You know, they still had an interest in something. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I'm surprised we haven't even talked about how Jamaicans stay with land and how this mess happens in kill Jamaica. Kill off all, people. All kill off people. Yeah. Kill exactly. off people over things. You know, I agree. That's a problem. Agreed, yeah. mm-hmm. 
even in even if somebody says I'm leaving the land, but it's a lot of it is just people just don't care in or you know they they're like oh the land go from I was telling you when I went to I don't know if I told you guys but when I went to Jamaica last Debbie has a farm and she was showing me how she because mommy's like how do you know where your farm stop she's like between that tree and that tree is where the land stop that's it that's this kind of how they do things and then she's like and you know this part got sectioned off you know from this tree to around that tree over there got sectioned off and it, and this is my mother's land and then that is the, my aunt's land and and i'm like what the heck? <laughs> so no fight you know because people in jamaica you start getting greedy not to say this was her case but fight over stupidness like fight over land fight over house that on land that don't belong to you like land and house different it is madness because sometimes people madness. allow people to build houses on the land right. at that point and, and then, then claim it right or the person who gave permission gone and now other people yep. to get house off on the land i have a question if you have a will is it after you pass that it gets probated or can you go enter your own will? Somewhere? That's an excellent question. So a will is not effective until the person dies. That's actually a very Oh, so we can't take my will go. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's you can always revoke it too, you know, and you can only just have one will. You can have copies so of it. They can just will. rip up the will and start over. What do you mean revoke it? Like it there's there a formal yeah, process to revoke it? it? Okay. Remember, it's a, it's a presumption. If you can't find it when someone passes, a presumption that, or like I said, in a copy of the will, there's a rebuttable presumption that that will was revoked. So, you know. So make sure you date your wills. Well, yes, or tear them up. Um, um, there's a thing called, if you want to change your will, we call it, you add like a codicil. It's the same process that you execute a will. It's just a document you attach that like you're making changes to the, the will. Um, I like to just do a whole new will. You know, I don't like the whole codicil, first codicil, second codicil. It's where you have some people who are like, I'm going to leave you out of my will. And they just keep going back and forth. It's just a lot of changes. Mm. And that can create some there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sound like a true Boy, Larry, I think I need it to make me. Okay, I think I need a will. Let me so ask a question about forms. Because I think there's a lot of people, as you're talking about, you know, trust and how... How beneficial is it if you don't have a bunch of money, really, to both establish and maintain a trust? If someone's trying to save a couple of dollars on their will, is it okay to go online and print out one of those like fillable forms? That's another good oh. question. Um, <laughs> like, let me Google this. Notarized <laughs> by my friend. Like, is that a thing? May I go to so I, I used to, you know, again, be upset when someone has the issues when you're younger and you green are like oh this issue and then you go to court and they're like well this is an issue you need to do this you need to do that um the thing about legal zoom i think those forms are fine if you are familiar with wills and meaning like you're maybe an estate planning attorney and you oh. can tweak the forms but if oh. you're a lay person you don't know what you need to have in there i'm, I'm going to give you an example of um what i've seen in the courtroom like when someone brings a will and the will will say, I named um, John Doe to be the executor of my estate. The word independent, this one word needs to say independent executor. But the typical document just says executor. It doesn't say independent, just executor. 
Mm -hmm. What that creates is if you don't, let's say there are other heirs, uh, everybody has to agree for that person to serve if it doesn't have the word independent. We need you to go back to everyone and get them to approve this person because the will is missing one word, the word independent. Now, most cases you may find a family like, okay, no problem. But you do have those special cases where one person's like, no, I don't like such and such. I'm not going to agree. That now, instead of doing it as an independent administration where we do everything outside of court that needs to be done, we now have to do it as a dependent administration, which I'm starting to like because that's way more money in legal fees. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, go on illegal. Go get your don't your phone. Don't do it. So we have to undo that to redo it. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, I didn't see that blessing coming, but thank you. I'm done. But, yeah. Either go listen or pay go more money. Learn. Right, pay um, more money. Well, let's talk about the rich people. I just, I'm curious why you think. Obviously, you know. Obviously, these aren't your clients. They're these big, I wish um, I had them, but I don't child. have. Them. <laughs> don't worry. I see it's in your future. I got you. Um, but why do you think they're leaving with no will, um, even no. after they've gained so much money? So people don't like talking about their demise. You know, that's the one thing. Whenever someone's like, ah, I don't want to do it. Um, I don't want to talk about it, you know, because I mean, it's a scary, but, and they're also not thinking about what's going to happen with their stuff after, you know, they just don't care. And again, it's probably, if you don't care, then good. Good for them? Good for you? Good for who? (laughs) Definitely good for the attorneys. Um, I'm trying to think of someone dying without a will. Someone like who? Because there's enough Prince. people. Prince, for example. Prince. Prince. So when Prince passed, he didn't have a will. But did That's he find a will? Crazy to me, by the way. Like blows it my whole crazy. mind. Because Prince was not 20 when he died. But he, we didn't expect him to die. And he had a lot. Like he was gifted. So he had a lot of like music. And yeah. So stuff. I like to use Prince as an example in my presentation. So that estate was um, really good in the sense that, like you said, he had a lot of assets. And both his parents, he's not married, no children. And I think the article I read said 40 people showed up and said they were heirs. 40. Child, they should have no Right. I was <laughs> like, where was the memo? I would have shown up. So if an attorney, you, the court has to go and weed all those people out and say, nope, this person's not an heir, not an heir. Imagine the, the feast. You know, um, in legal fees, and to go through all of that, right? And um, essentially, um, it was his siblings who end up becoming his heirs. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know, um, in Texas, the way I I would say that, okay, this person died with no children, no parents alive. So I I do it like a cross. I look down. Are there are there any children? No children. I look up. No parents. Then I look to the side. Siblings. I'm always baffled by that because I'm like, here was a person who was smart enough to know he needed to own his masters. He wouldn't own with he wouldn't work with other artists who didn't own their masters because he didn't want to create product that he didn't have ownership of and then not have a will. 
or some type of planning. Kind of. I'll give you another artist too, like that's like that, similar. Um, James Brown, he did, did have a will. It just oh. wasn't updated. Mm. It wasn't updated, and that was a big mess too. So, uh, so he, what do you mean? Wait, wait, what do you mean updated? It was all. So it didn't have the it info. Was it wasn't it didn't have updated. So like he had a, a wife and a child after creating the will. Oh. And, oh. And, and <laughs> um, and they fought for many, many years. Imagine Dang. the thing. Imagine oh, the feast. That's all you can think about, Lawrence. <laughs> Imagine the money okay, your attorneys so make off. You're trying to set it and forget it. You have to update as your life so, yeah, changes. Yeah. yeah. And, and granted, the way it's written, you know, it's kind of, we try to make it broad. So if you came to me and you say, I want to just have a simple will, uh, uh, I'm going to, Misha, I'm, I, I still owe. I'm, I'm, you're waiting on me. And No um, comment. <laughs> I wouldn't, for example, if I'm writing for my cousin, I wouldn't put like, I know I kind of have an idea what she has. I wouldn't put, oh, I want you to leave this. I know her situation. And I would just say whatever she has likely going to go to her children, right? Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't put house, cars, and all that because she's likely going to, you know, she's young. She's going to probably switch out of cars many times. So I wouldn't specifically, you could, but I wouldn't. I would just say, you know, just Generally, like she wants everything to go to so and so, and yeah. then you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. There was another question I was going to ask you, and hmm. no, I'm drawing a blank. Larry, I was reading something this week that says um, parents should not, for example, if you have a house, you should not leave the house. Put like on the will, don't leave the house to the kids because then they end up paying more taxes. They should put it in like, I forgot what it was saying, but pretty much don't let, for example, if I were to die, I wouldn't name my, my child on my will. Um, yeah, I can tell get you. The house. Yeah, so, so I, would, I can think of a few legal issues with that. So one, just right off the top, when you have a, a minor, they can't make, they can't enter into any kind of contract first of all. So if they need to do something with the house, it's, it's their house. It will be their property, but they can't really make this, the, the, they don't have the capacity to mm -hmm. uh, to handle it. So th that's right off the top. Um, the other issue too um, is when you come into, uh, when you just as, as children, say property taxes, for example, mm -hmm. and a lot of times, let's say like your, your parents are over 65, they may have paying at a discount and then it switches over. Now, now you have property taxes are just like maybe thousands of dollars building up. And now who can, it's in this child's name. Now you're going to have to probably do like some kind of guardianship. It's going to be a lot of legal fees just to kind of step in. You may have to sell the property and all sorts of stuff. So it, it, it could, I can see the various issues in leaving it in a minor's name, mm. you know, um, especially if there's no like cash or trust to, to take care of it, but it happens. It, it's often- so That's what it was saying. They were saying to, instead of, instead of writing the will, and not just for a minor, but instead of writing the will and, and having the house directly go to the 
to the to the child, whether whether a minor or or an adult, but to leave it as a trust, like put it. Uh, my brain is not working, but something yeah, about like doing a trust instead of an actual just set it over to the child. Right. So even in your will, you can set it up in your in your will where the will will create a trust. So if you have a minor child, you can say, look, if there's any minors, then we want the will to look create a trust and put the property and then you would name in there who you want to be the trustee to function and make decisions on behalf. It's still for the child. Oh. The property just goes to the trust and the mm -hmm. person will then make, be able to make decisions on behalf, like a trustee is now appointed. So you don't have to now. create the trust now. You can, in your will, make give directions to create the trust. If there's a to minor. include any there. minor children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Got you. That's interesting. I don't think uh, I realized that the will and the will can be the trigger for a trust. Didn't know that either. To create the trust. Yeah. You, create, you left language in there to create the trust. So it doesn't That's exist. True. Yeah. Because the trust has a minimum, right? You can't have a trust unless you have some minimum amount, yeah. right? So that's another good question. So, like to create a trust, you need you need um of course you need um a trustee, and uh and you need trust property, and it could be anything. You could put a dollar. Mm -hmm. you know, you oh, just a dollar. Yeah, just any kind of asset oh. to fund it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I tell people to get a get a what I'll do normally what the trust that I do, I'll create like simple trust. I'll create like I'll get the tax ID for the trust and I'll just, you know, go open a bank account, put some money in it in the name of the trust. Okay. But Larry, I think some of what gets complicated, at least to me, when I think about a trust, I think okay, trusts are for rich people, which I know is not the case, but that is the sort of, you know, social thinking about a trust. It feels very elite in some ways. And maybe it feels that way because we don't understand the workings of it, right? Like if it's as simple as creating one, it's expensive. It's, well, who maintains it? Do you yeah, think? How, it, like all these things that have to do with what happens after you establish it. Because it feels like, and it's not just something you set and forget. Like you have to maintain it. Yeah, so you have to have a trustee, and that's who would you know, maintain it. And, um, can but, you be the trustee of the trust? Uh, I can tell you why you don't want to do that. So we generally don't want the person, to, uh, the person creating the trust, to be the trustee, or the beneficiary to both be the trustee, um, because then creditors <laughs> can raid the trust. Um, oh, but creditors I, I, can I, do what to the trust? Raid the trust. Um, so you usually put, really? you, put, you put trust, you put your asset in the trust for asset protection, generally, right? right? And if you uh, just think about it, it makes sense. If okay, you say, right. I'm, I'm rich, I want to put this over here. I just want these people to come after it. Um, and you say, I'm going to be the trustee of my own trust, which you can do. And you want to be the beneficiary. Let's say you went to the mall and you had a blast and have a, ran up your credit cards. And now these, these, these credit card companies, by the way, are suing to collect. And they're like, yeah, I want to collect. And you're like, well, sorry, I don't have it. It's in the trust. And they're like, okay, let's talk about that trust. You are the trustee and you're also the beneficiary. So you have the power to make the decision. And it's also your benefit. So we, the, the court's going to like, we're going to merge them and say, yeah, we ready. You can get the assets. You can get access to those assets. Sell something and pay it off. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell the people where we can find you because you're not trying to hide. 
Uh, and actually, mm -hmm. maybe don't tell them because then if the more people come to you, the less chance of me getting mine done. So well, I will cut this part out. But for the people on this call, <laughs> <laughs> tell them where they can find you. Well, they probably don't need me because this podcast I know is worldwide. Okay. I'm only, I'm only licensed in Texas. And Texas is uh, like it was once a country. It's very big. So, um, Wait, so you can't do people in New Jersey, Will? I No, I'm not licensed in New Jersey, so I wouldn't. I, I, I can give you a Texas Will, and I don't know that would, you know, how that's going to work out for you. Interesting. <laughs> um, that was my next question. There. Never mind. Anyway, yeah. did you tell the people where, where they can find you if they're in Texas? Yes, I, I don't have a website. Either. I did have a website, and it, it just it didn't bring me any business, so I got rid of that. But um, oh. like I said, my case is I um, someone told me I need to have a language. You're a referral. You're a referral guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. So okay. they don't know they need me until you need. They need me. you. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's All why right. I'm like going for it, but you're not gonna find me, and you don't know. They don't even know what a probate attorney is. Mm -hmm. so. oh, interesting. All right. Well, we'll we'll put some details in the show notes somewhere, but we appreciate you sharing some information. Even now, I'm sure there are a ton of things that I still don't know, but I am way more knowledgeable than I was 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago. So we appreciate you sharing your time. Thank you. And your knowledge. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for having me. And we hope we never need you. Hashtag that is all. <laughs> Everyone needs him. So not you, but you, somebody will. <laughs> Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at relationship pasa pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like seriously, we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>